I'm Aunt Kelly Anakin. And I'm Molly of Mitchell Sanchez. We're here to take birth control and talk about The Handmaid's Tale. And we're all out of birth control. Thanks, Trump. This is Red All Over, your handy Handmaid's Tale recap. Blessed be the fruit. Oh, boy. Okay. How blessed was this fruit on a scale of a (laughs) shitty diner fruit cup that's like Uh anemic melon Uh to a delicious mango salad? Oh, boy. I'm going to put this... I'm going to say this is um, the fruit cup you get with your McDonald's yogurt (gasps) in that it's not the worst, but it's also not what you want to be having. No, that's more of it. It's just like not what you want to be having. No, I just, you know, I was so jazzed coming off of last week's episode was like such a high point. We peaked so hard i know this with is smart power and this is episode season two episode 10 the last ceremony mm-hmm. not to be confused with the last unicorn which is also depressing af oh i just read the book version of that is it good it is good i've never read the book i think it's good the same way that uh princess bride is a good book in okay. that it's like it's basically this exact same plot but with great fun extra context okay cool let's get to the housekeeping before we get to the housekeeping, if you know what I'm saying. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, me. Look, I'm just trying to be funny. All right. It's working. (laughs) Um, Okay. So thanks to everybody who follows us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash read all over. We have lively discussions, though we can't shout all of you out. We adore each and every one of you. Shout out to everybody who follows us on Twitter. They follow Kelly at Kelly Anakin. And Molly at Serious Molly. Thank you, guys. We love you. And then extra special thank you to the people who uh, sent us money on Venmo. We're recording really close to when we recorded our last episode, so there's not that many. But the ones that are there, oof, so good. Shout out to Mary M. Condaras. And shout out to Alicia Beckwith. And that's Venmo.com slash Red All Over. Molly, why don't you tell the Redheads what we're doing with some of their Venmo dollars tonight? Oh my gosh, thank you so much for downloading because tonight I got off work really late. I had to stay late at work. I had to come to Oakland to record with Kelly before she went out of town. And so the Redheads tonight are paying for my Lyft ride home to San Francisco. And that is really important. That's helping me get home safe. That's helping me make this podcast on time. I just, I so appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're worth your weight in charcuterie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I think I almost surprised you with the charcuterie play tonight. You know what? I had a vision of that. I almost did. But then I was just like, I don't know. I didn't want to leave my house. Yeah, I don't want you to. But shout out to you also, Kelly, because again, I had a really hard day at work and I came home and oh, get you a girlfriend like Kelly Anakin (laughs) because I came in this door. She had a pot of chili ready for me. She had a beautifully dressed salad with actual goddamn edible flowers in there. <laughs> oh, my God. She, you did me so well, honey. Aww. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for being just a GD delight. Oh, God. And, you know, I'm like if Eden didn't suck. Yeah. I would never tell you that an ingredient was a secret because I don't need to keep <laughs> secrets from you, baby. I love that. I love your honesty. You the real one. Oh, one more quick thing. Hmm. Just a reminder. We posted about this on the Facebook page, but you can also support us by going to goodvibes.com slash red mm-hmm. and your purchase of any adult uh, accoutrement or sex toy. We'll support our podcast. I actually did this today. I yeah. bought a vibrator that terrified you. And I wouldn't say terrified. <laughs> you, you were taken aback. I was taken aback. You were taken aback. But the, you know what else is nuts is they gave me a free vibrator. Wow. On top of that vibrator. That's awesome. And I do not know why. So. For the butt. Maybe. Look, I'm not. I'm not saying no. I'm still on vaginal sabbatical. Kind of involuntary at this point. Are you still on butthole sabbatical? (laughs) Welcome back to butthole sabbatical. (laughs) And there goes our last organic user. (laughs) Everybody's just 
like, this is too much. Sorry to alienate our new listener. This is very upsetting. I'm going to go to the conservatives only <laughs> handmaid's tale group where we don't talk about religion or politics. Lord. Oh, God. Well, let's get into our discussion. I adore you. Also, seriously, if you listen to this podcast and you're conservative, like, seriously, message us because I am deeply curious. Yeah, I what don't know. did you get out of this show? I don't know what your deal is. It reminds me of like I was at a, a party for a friend's graduation in high school. So that's how long I've been carrying this resentment. And this chick was like, oh, I love sex in the city. It's a sin, but it's so fun because like we were all fucking Catholic. And I was yeah. like, bitch, if it's a sin, then don't do it. Like yeah. that's the point of sin. You don't get it. What Jesus isn't happy that you're watching Sex in the City. Jesus is like, mm-hmm. Jesus is like, oh my god, I am such a Stanford. Jesus is an Aiden. I like to think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because he's a carpenter. He's like always doing nice stuff for you, and even if you don't appreciate it, you're still like, oh, I guess. Yeah. It's too and bad Jesus never got to have a baby though. Jesus. Jesus or Aiden? Jesus. Oh, Jesus yeah. did, yeah. Aiden had two children. That I know, I'm canon. saying, did I say Aiden? I meant it's sad that Jesus never got to No, you said that. I was just projecting. Oh, Let's okay. get into this. <laughs> Let's get into this. All right, so this is season two, episode 10, The Last Ceremony. The Last Ceremony. Now, they do a fake out on you because they're like, oh, look, we open with Emily doing the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Perhaps this is the last one of which we speak. And, and you you think that for a while. Well, it kind of is. Well, it's her last ceremony with this dude. Because this, uh, this is among the more unflattering male orgasms I've ever seen committed to film. And I don't watch porn, so I haven't seen that many. <laughs> well, uh, I don't watch porn with men in it, so I don't see that many aw, either. Good job, BB. Uh, you can have my extra vibrator if you want. No, I'm kidding. I want that one too. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> poor Alexis Bledel is looking so gaunt she and so sad. So harrowed. I'm so I don't worried. Even know if you can say that someone looks harrowed, but she looks it. <laughs> you know, harrowing. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I got it. I saw that through line. So the dude finishes, and you know what I thought though while I was watching this, I I wrote, "Lol, remember when this was the most horrifying part of The Handmaid's Tale?" Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Because there was a time when we're like, oh, my God, the worst thing about the Handmaid's Tale is when they do the forced uh, ceremony. And it's like, oh, girl. And like this episode in particular. Decided, Hold my beer. Yeah, this decided to like see and raise us. Oh, we were terrible. like, literally everybody else is folded. You don't have to keep upping the ante. I know. Bruce. Yeah, we'll get to it. But OK. However, I was really sad to hear that the, <laughs> that the commander in question did not say, Write it, Donnicky. Write it straight to hell. <laughs> For our 30 Rock fans out there, which uh, I assume they're our legion. Yeah. Because we keep referencing it. Yeah, but he just drops dead. And so wow. the wife, the wife, like, you this know, is so zips great. over and she's like telling Emily, like, get help. And Emily, stone cold, is just like, chances are better if I lie on my back afterward. Uh, and then so the wife runs off yelling for presumably the Martha Doris, and then, you know, Emily gets up and, she, you know, she doesn't give a fuck. Emily but, basically like shakes out her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> like there is some very subtle leg acting that uh, she's those doing. Those who have been lax about birth control from time to time are familiar with this little dance. <laughs> <laughs> the best part was watching it with you when you turned to me very seriously and said, girl, did she poison her pussy? I would have liked this episode so much more if she had poisoned her motherfucking pussy. I know. I don't know how you poison your pussy in such I a don't way know. that you don't also get poisoned because that nah. thing is like a sponge. Yeah. You know, just just Listen, everything. Listeners, don't try to poison your pussy. Yeah. I don't think it's The good. only way it could work, there's a book called Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. And oh, I've been wanting to read that for a while. You should read it. It's phenomenal. I own it if you want to borrow it. So there's a character in there named YT, which is short for yours truly. And she has a dentata, which is a hypodermic needle that she keeps in her vajay in case uh, anybody tries to rape her. You can't see the face I'm making right now, listeners, but it is one of sheer anguish. Yeah, but it's no, but it's great. Like it's there to protect her. Okay, cool. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> 
Uh, she didn't do that. What she does is she kicks him when he's down. I was hoping she was going to straight up, you know, call Drogo, like, pillow murder him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think he was already dead when he hit yeah. the floor. Yeah. So this was a satisfying scene. And we thought, yay, here we go. Yeah, and we're going to keep riding this upward trajectory. Yeah. This is like one of those bullshit roller coasters where, like, you're going up, 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 up. And then they, like, take a curve. Oh. before you actually go down yeah like, yeah this is that curve like it's like that first drop in pirates of the caribbean where you're like oh no and then it's like boop right there yeah i've legitimately never been on cut <gasps> i've never been to a disney park i can show you the world listen, don't worry about it i'm going with my high school best friend once okay. i get a job okay I'm we're excited. gonna go to disneyland and we're gonna go to mexico oh Love that. The next shot is in. <laughs> the next shot is just these fucking sheep heads. This, oh, that's this, right. And then the thing later. This uh-huh. is where I finally was like, you know what, Handmaid's Tale? You have gone too far. There is no reason for those sheep heads to just be out like that. Why is this happening to me? Uh, people got to make stew and stock. They can just keep that under the counter. Yeah, I don't get they it. They all tokens anyway just wait till somebody shows up with a sheep head token i've been waiting to use this <laughs> i've been saving and scrimping oh, time to get my sheep head on Ugh. remember when you thought that was the most brutal part of this episode? that's what i'm saying I'm i like, know but like this was like this was like a foreshadowing of like so ah, ah. Re- uh eden is with her boyfriend Baby face Isaac, guardian. And she's going to make him sweet custard pie, which is code for something. We've all searched sweet custard pie, and we know what comes out. I'm sorry, guys. We're joking. I'm joking a lot because I'm deeply uncomfortable with what happened in other parts of this episode, so I'm compensating. Isn't she making Nick a sweet custard pie? Well, she's like making eye contact Mm -hmm. with Isaac and be like, I better make my husband some pie and he's sweet like custard pie yeah exactly really scan for exactly. sweet cherry pie i anyway. liked it um everybody is being real brazen in this market as per usual they are talking directly to each other or touching each other Ugh, it is crazy so everybody has heard mm-hmm. presumably through the martha network yeah i just feel like the martha network has all the good tea yeah you know agreed and they spill it willingly mm-hmm. so Everybody knows that Emily's commander dropped dead and they're all kind of being like, oh, my God, I heard he was inside of her and he wasn't like it was later. He was, you know, walking away. But so Offred goes up and like Offred has been sort of exhibiting sort of like weird like dizziness. And and it seems like there's something going on baby wise. But she's like, yeah, like, are you okay?" And Emily's like, I'm never okay." Like, (laughs) why would you even ask me that? Like, the answer is never going to be yes. Mm -hmm. And. She says Moira got out. And the Jim. letters went viral, and <laughs> <laughs> I guess she wouldn't know that. Or no, she did. Yeah, I, I don't know. What I don't does, know. What does anybody know? Anyway, but she's like, oh, you know, she's in Canada, and Janine, in maybe the only happy part of this episode, goes, maybe someday we'll all be in Canada. To me, that is like the signifier. That like, oh, Janine gonna die. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> She's gonna die and just be like singing Oh Canada. Oh no. And then she'll like hallucinate Justin Trudeau. Ooh, not a bad way to go. Right. <laughs> so um. <laughs> she is saying to Emily, like, you know, you're gonna get out, you're gonna see your son again, you're gonna see your wife. Ah, and they say something here that comes up later, sort of, in that she says, You're you'll always be his mother and she goes, What kind of mother could I be? Do you think so? Do you she think? Says, do you think? He, do you think he feels that? That's it. Said. Thank yeah. you. But I'm mean, like, also, people aren't psychic. Like, that's not how love works. Yeah, as we all know, the only way to keep in touch with a loved one who is not near you is to go out, stare at the moon, and be like, somewhere <laughs> out there, you got a five goes west. That shit. That's the original. They sing it a little bit. There's a reprise in Five Goes West. Fucking give me this. I will say, though, I do love me some Five Goes West. Listen. Tiger we, is redick. We can agree. Five Goes West is greater than sign regular American tale. Yeah, because regular American tale is depressing AF. Totes. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow. Uh, tweet us your opinions. Uh, Re-American fully, pale. Fully Moskowitz. Yeah. Wow, can you tell everyone how much we're trying to avoid talking about this episode? Oh boy, I don't want to be talking about this episode. This is the thing though, this is the thing that sucks, is like, this is like, 
the Rubicon here where like you had all these people and like uh-huh. we've been talking about mm-hmm. like it's important to watch this show. It's good yeah. to watch the show. And then they pulled the, you know, Jamie raping Cersei scene here. Yes. And this is the like, perfect equivalent to that. You are going to hemorrhage listeners. This is. I'm sorry. <laughs> we <laughs> are. a hemorrhage viewer. Well, you know what? Actually, a lot of times people will listen to a recap or they'll keep reading recaps. Oh, interesting. I do that, yeah. So, like, because I do, I do with shows I never even watched. Look, I'm weird. We know this. But it's just like Hulu, you have this hit show. I know. And you are doing this, like, okay, look. So, go ahead. I'm just like, I'm like, should we talk about it now? I feel like we're just going to keep being annoyed. And I don't know. Let's maybe save it, but Until hold on happens. to your thought. Because I do think that it's analogous to the part in Game of Thrones where Jamie rapes Cersei. And I think that we can hold on to that. Hold on to mm-hmm. that. We'll talk about that because I think that's a perfect that's, that's a perfect analogy mm-hmm. or a comparison. And I have something interesting from this article that I want to quote here. Okay, okay great. All right. Uh, um, so we're not there yet. We're at yeah. the market. Oh, and Offord goes into labor. Yeah. Whoopsie. And we don't get birth mobile, but there is an adult ambulance. And you can tell it's an adult ambulance <laughs> because there's a height requirement. And there's also a cigarette and a highball <laughs> on the side. So, you know, it's for grownups. <laughs> and the EMTs or whatever they call them in Gilead help June out of the ambulance. Nick comes in, like, collects her. And they, like, they walk up the stairs and it's super cute. If it wasn't in this horrifying dystopia, because they're both like, oh, my God, the baby that we made is coming. Like, yeah, I mean, the only thing that I know of that's comparable is like, you know, when I had an easy bake oven and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to make this cake. (laughs) It's I'm sure it's pretty much the same. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And Eden notices this. Uh, Fucking everybody should have noticed this. They just have undeniable chemistry. Ugh. So then, this is a cute moment until Serena shows up. Oh, my queen. I was so happy to see she her comes so happy. Out and she says, Offred, we did it. And Offred's face is like, We bitch? We? And so she quotes Jeremiah 1 5, I believe. Yep, Jeremiah 1 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So June hits back with 1 Corinthians 2.11, no one knows the things of God. Was it things or thoughts? The things of God. <laughs> no, okay. I'm seeing, I'm seeing in the Berean literal Bible. Uh, incidentally, BibleHub.com is great if you haven't checked that out. So yeah. June is not having any of Serena's nonsense. She's like, bitch, I'm in labor. You know they're not going to give me an epidural. Like, things are going to get real here. Yep. So then June's alone in the room. And we had also some voiceover at the beginning over the Emily scene mm. where June is talking. And I actually really like the voiceover this yeah. episode. I thought it functioned really, really well. well because yeah. you hear June at the beginning talking about, we treat it like a job. We leave our bodies. It's no more me than a bee is to a flower. And just very beautiful, poetic mm. stuff. So here she's kind of voiceovering a little bit again. She's saying, well, at least this is the last time that I'll have to be on this bed. And you're like, oh, thank God. And, you know, uh, it didn't occur to me at this point that anything could go wrong. Nor did it Like, all I thought me. was maybe she was going to give birth to a shredder, and that is not yeah. what wound up happening. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> Actually, there was somebody who was saying that they listened to our episode along with watching the show, like, beat by beat. So, um... Congrats to you. Sorry yeah, for I can't do anything and listen to words at the same time. What's that? <laughs> we go to my favorite scene in this episode. Oh, wait, no, because uh, Aunt Lydia comes in with all the other handmaids. How do you know that's not my favorite scene? Because Serena Joy is not in it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. You're right. <laughs> you are very silly. You're right. So Aunt Lydia comes in and she's telling June that God's going to like prop her up with his hand and stuff. And all the, like, you know, all the handmaids are there. And I'm just like, oh, we need to thin the herd a little bit because too many midwives ruin the baby. <laughs> and the dudes are there. Now, yeah. I 
this is where they're doing this sort of like catch up world building because yeah. in the book <laughs> and in the first season, the men were nowhere around. Yeah, there as was, far as I could tell, there was no evidence of like a stork club. Yeah, going or, on. As I like to think of it, that scene in Lady and the Tramp where they're having the baby shower in one room and then in the other room they're mm-hmm. having like their weird stag party mm-hmm. for a baby. But you know, the Victorian era was weird. They're all in there, and we get a li- we get a little bit of a scene with this new commander. He was promoted to commander because his wife got pregnant this is great world building for all the people who are like is nick gonna get a handmaid is june gonna be his handmaid like no come on yeah well they're gonna try yeah they're and i mean like that's the only reason eden had sex with him yeah so calm down um so anyway then some other old guy who I didn't recognize. I didn't recognize Commanders him at all, all look the same to me, except for the new commander, because he was not white. Yeah, Commander but, Hart. So he comes in, and he's like, hey, here you got a fertile handmaid. Can I uh, get in on that? Yeah. Uh, and he says his handmaid's about to hit her expiration date, which Aye. is a gross way to talk about people. Yeah, it was a weird exchange. And you know what, guys? Whitford Watch continues. Oh my god, we've had nary a whit of Whitford. <sighs> Whitford. And you know what? I was telling Kelly is like, I know that like we're so excited to see him, and when we do, it'll be in some truly terrifying context, and we'll be like, fuck, I could have waited to see Whitford. Yeah, we're like, oh, you know what? Actually, we don't want Whitford. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. But I dare to dream. Speaking of dreams of yours. Yeah. <laughs> now it is the time. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. This part with Serena Joy is fully what I would love to do on a Tuesday night after a long day of work. I feel like I got a taste of it when you made me dinner tonight, but I just want all my girlfriends around. I want to be looking awesome. I want people rubbing my feet. I just, this is what I want. And I don't want to be pregnant. (laughs) Perfect. I mean, we can just play light as a feather, stiff as a board anytime. Absolutely. Just anytime. All kidding aside, they did another brilliant fake out with the beginning of this scene because they show you bodies from the sort of the neck downwards. And on one side is a wife blue clad woman rubbing the back of a white clad person. You're like, oh, my God, SJ is rubbing Offred's back. Oh, my God. Pan up. It's uh, Naomi Putnam and Serena Joy. So sorry. But it's so interesting that this is the first time she gets to flip the roles from wife to genuine getting close to being a mother. That's true. And this whole... Well, God knows she's put up with enough of Naomi's bullshit. Jesus. And here's another funny detail I noticed. When they're rubbing her feet... Bitch is full on wearing nylons. What? She's wearing nude nylons, pretending to give birth in nude nylons. I don't know why that is so funny to me. You can't see my face. (laughs) Also, though, SJ, like, you don't need to wear nylons. Like, who wears nylons? Nylons are fucking over. They've done been over. You know, there are a lot of reasons why I would be proud to raise a daughter in this world, Mm -hmm. but... One of them is that we can dispense with the notions that you need to wear nude hose ever. Oh, my God. Oh, over it, ladies. Let your legs out. Who cares? Or wear some cool tights. You know, it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. That's my (laughs) contribution to the next generation is I will let no daughter of mine wear nylons. I won't won't make her. She can wear them if she wants. I don't care. What if that's how your daughter has to come out to you and be like, Mom, man. It's me, Molly Jr. Aww. I'm very thirsty. And something that I found very helpful is wearing new nylons. And you can't stop me. It's what makes me happy. <gasps> All right. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Just so long as you're not a goddamn Scorpio like your Aunt Kelly. Look, that's up to you, BB. Just well, don't have sex in February. I refuse. Just don't have sex in February. Probably also January. We should, we should triangulate this for you. Thank you. At any rate, and um, Lydia comes in. They've barely gotten started massaging her. Oh, I know. It's so awkward. And I was like, what? This doesn't seem. Because, I mean, it just, the the way that it's all edited, it feels like it's just happened. Yeah. And, you know, all the Marthas are there and they're putting flower arrangements and this whole spread and. Plant goals. It's very, very elaborate. You know, yeah. there's a lot going into this, as we saw <laughs> again at the Putnams when mm-hmm. Janine gave birth. You're like, wow, they go all out for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they get upstairs 
And June's just sitting there holding her belly, looking like, so sorry. And Aunt Lydia comes in and says that it was false labor. And next time, perhaps time the contractions. And I'm like, weren't there medical professionals involved here? Like, can an EMT not figure out the difference between Braxton Hicks and true labor? Like, it's bananas to me. I did think that was weird because she what was like, in. The, you would assume Lydia is blaming Serena for this. Yeah, and Serena's pissed. <laughs> well, you would assume that, like, just like you said, that when she's in the ambulance, they're checking vitals. Like nobody thought to like boop do a oopsie daisy up the skirt and yeah, see it's if super easy anything to was out happening. If cervix is dilating. You just pop a finger up there and be like, <laughs> "Is it soft?" It's true. That's the whole thing with the fertility awareness method of birth control. Wait, <laughs> this might have to be an off-air conversation. But you're saying for fertility awareness, you're popping your finger up there, and you can tell by touch. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, you are uh, just on a whole nother woman level that I'm not at. I'm ten years older than you, <laughs> and I was raised in a terrifying sex-negative environment. All right, get with awesome. <gasps> Yeah, it's Braxton Hicks contractions, which for those of you who don't know, is like pretend labor. Of course, named after the singer Tony Braxton. That's true. After her hit song, Unbreak My Water, Same in Labor Again, Undo the. I'm so truly proud to know you. Thank you. Even if we didn't like this episode, at least we have each other. That's right, baby. <laughs> Ride or die. So Serena is pissed. And they're, they're trying to like cycle through methods by which you could induce labor. And the thing that I found interesting. And the doctor's here. He's made a house call. Yeah. And he says her cervix is not dilated. And this baby's not coming anytime soon. And I'm like, what day is it? Yeah. How long has anything taken? Exactly. Why is it always winter? That's a big question that everybody has, both in our group and in the main discussion group. Is like, why is it always snowing? It's not always. It's mostly snowing. Mm, You're right. But also, I just feel like they're playing very fast and loose with like how much time is passing between each episode. They really are. I never feel like I know how much time has passed. And like every week, June is like 16 times more pregnant. Dang, seriously. The thing I thought was interesting here. Oh, and this was another question that's been posed on several discussion forums, including our own, is if June is such a high risk pregnancy, why would they have her deliver at home? Like if that's this also a really good if point. this society values live births so much, you would think they would do anything possible. And now I get I kind of sort of get like not wanting to do in vitro fertilization because that's a similar question that's been raised Mm -hmm. because of like religious whatever. Who cares? But, the you know, Christian women have been giving birth in hospitals, like even really staunch Christian women. Yeah. Like they're not Amish. Well, it's more. um, Well, there's the Amish, but it's more Christian scientists. I think that you're thinking of. I apologize if I'm wrong. Christian scientists, please. Um. Please correct me. I'm just like basing all of this off of a book that I read as a a YA called Miriam's Well. If anybody else read it, hit me up because that book was good as fuck. So I don't look. I don't know. I have no idea why. I don't know if it's like they were going to try to do it this way. And then, you know, if there were complications. But I mean, Aunt Lydia seems for all her faults, she seems like a very skilled midwife. So who knows? Yeah. So they're running through methods by which you could induce. And you can see Serena is ready to like reach up in there. And the mood She's is... going to pull a McDuff and from her womb untimely rip that baby. Ooh, baby. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. That was some great... You know I love Macbeth. I didn't know you like Macbeth. I do. It's been a while since I've refamiliarized myself it's with my it. It's my favorite Shakespeare play because it's short AF and there's lots of killing. I'm inclined to believe that it's my favorite as well, just because I like Lady Macbeth so much. She's so great. Uh, well, you know, seriously, Serena is is when she is like egging Fred on in this episode. She's so Lady Macbeth. I'm genuinely surprised you've passed up this opportunity to pretentiously drop the fact that you've seen Sleep No More. <laughs> I was holding it. 
held it. Listen, I think like we've we've truly become each other at this point. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. So they recommend a spicy tea. They recommend a mango salad. No one it's recommends a spicy tea cup. <laughs> Bruce Miller. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't do right. it. I can't do um, it. No one recommends jumping up and down on a trampoline, but I think that's a good one to earmark. And she's mad. You, you can see the the she embarrassed Serena. I mean, big look, time. I think Serena this... was on the cusp of being like, "Hey, listen, I know you're going to move to another place, but like, thank you so much for the memories." Oh, she was, you know, but this is just this is just she's cycling through very quickly. Yeah, the same cycle she always does. Totally, which is, oh, you know, Alfred, you're giving me something I want. Isn't this fantastic? Oh, it didn't go exactly the way that I wanted it to because life is unpredictable. This is literally yeah. all your fault, Offred. Like, uh, and it's I know. not. And I we know. granted, it is hugely embarrassing. God, it's so it's embarrassing. So embarrassing. I was so embarrassed for everyone. Me and too. again, I'm like, what do you do with all that food? Well, as we see, they just kind of toss it. I mean, it. like, things are rationed. Like, this is not. I know. You know, you can't just order the same spread from Whole Foods. Ugh. I mean, maybe you can. They're very wealthy. You know Whole Foods survives into <laughs> Gilead. If a bunch of white ladies have anything oh, to yeah. do with it, Whole Foods survives. But where am I going to get my Alba Organics 25 SPF lip balm? Which is <laughs> what I use, by the way. Um, yes. So let's go. So the next. Oh, hold on. Because Serena's in there with Aunt Lydia. And Serena says that. She is going to, okay, the doctor says they'll induce it in a week. And Serena's like, okay, great. And as soon as you give birth to that baby, you're going to your new posting in another district. And June said something real sassy back to her. And I do not remember what it was because all I wrote was, that was harsh, Marguerite. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, I don't remember what she says either, but it was something real sassy. It was like, we got to get some space or something. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I know. She said, it wasn't we've all had enough of each other. But she said, I definitely think it's a good idea if we never see each other That's again. That's it. That's what it was. That's it. We got there. That's we it. got there. And Aunt Lydia gives her like, oh, that was the, bitch. that was harsh Marguerite look. She was just like, that was, that was unnecessary. Come on. <laughs> I felt like giving Offred that same look a couple of times in I this know. episode. Then the Sorcerer's Apprentice soundtrack starts playing. <laughs> and Offred is making her Hail Mary pass at the commander. I think that's the way you use that term yeah, anyway. Um, Hail Mary pass is like when, you know, you don't really have a chance and it's like you're praying. And Ooh. you basically just throw the football. Oh, you just woman-splained sports to me. I did. I don't understand anything Ooh. else about football. I am sopping. <laughs> Hashtag get wet 2018. Hashtag get wet. She goes to the commander and she makes the appeal to if she must be moved, move her to where Hannah is. And it's like, you know what? I could almost believe that would happen. They are already making a, enough dumbass rezoning choices in this show like that wouldn't even be the weirdest one it's like handmade gerrymandering yeah it's so stupid i mean they i'm still hung up that they let janine and emily yeah. back not to mention like no one has a problem with janine being in the exact same district as the putnam so genuinely this is not that far off i just like angela be like no you know what i think we can make it work I think it's fine. I'm sorry, Naomi, yeah. who I continually call Angela mm. because she looks just like Angela on the office. Mm. Yeah. So, but he's I, no like that. I like that we at least got a little bit of a hangover from Strategery June last yeah. week because, like, she comes in and she's playing it very like, you've been very kind to me. Mm -hmm, Can mm -hmm. you look me up? And she says, if it's within your power, and then he is still on his, oh, I almost died or whatever, so I'm being a giant asshole. And he's like, it is not for you to tell me what's within my power. And I'm like, yeah. bro, she didn't say that. She was just like, if you could, that would be neat. Yeah. I think that like she just completely forgot how to play the commander. Well, he's been gone. I know, but it's just like the thing that you need to remember with the commander is he has this false inflated sense of chivalry and he likes to rescue women and be needed mm -hmm. by women. Well, so she needs him, but she's not doing it in a way that appeals. Well, she's to not his... helpless enough. And like, 
I don't know. Like, I feel like it, she had a 50-50 shot here. Mm, like, I didn't think so. I don't know. Anyway, regardless, he yells at her and is like, get out of here. And so she starts walking away and then she turns around and she goes vicious. This is not strategic, but this whole scene, I was yelling at the TV for her to drop the hammer and she finally dropped the motherfucking hammer. So she goes up to him oh, and she says, I shouldn't have expected you to understand because you don't have a child of your own that's your flesh and blood and you never will. Ooh. And then Alfred out. Jeez. As soon as she said that, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. not. Oh, baby, you flew too close to the sun. Yeah, but I bet it felt good. Well, <laughs> hope that was worth it. It might have been. Uh, you don't know her I life. I think, though, but Thank you're God right. you don't know her life. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think, though, there is something to be said for defiance being, like, your last shed of identity I, that what, you what have. What are you going to do? Yeah. These yeah. people have taken everything. They're going to get you either way. They might as well get you when you got one last jab in. The next scene is in the greenhouse. Serena Joy is anger potting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and... Oh, geez, Louise. I hate it. The yeah. commander goes to her mad and they're both mad together. And this is just classic plotting scene. Well, because they're like, oh, let's do it the natural way. And I was like, I turned to Molly. I was like, I think I'll fuck that baby out of her. And uh, well, now, listen, I hate when you're right under normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I really hated that you were uh, right on this because I knew that was what was going to happen as well. All the time. Oh, uh, God, I'm my so life is frequently correct. My life is a hell. Um, <laughs> Girl, you love that chili. Just kidding. Yeah. Okay, so, so there was no way that this wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Listen, I'll zip through this because it bothered me less than it bothered you. Okay. So June is in her room talking to her baby saying, hi, I'm your mommy. I love you. And I'm like, well, this isn't going anywhere. Good. Rita comes in. And again, it's like that game with like, oh, who is coming to terrorize Alfred in her room now? (laughs) It's like Rita, I feel like is like the lowest DEF CON of all the people who can come into Alfred's room. Uh So Rita's like, Mrs. Waterford wants to see you. And then as Alfred goes past her, Rita says, hey, I'll tell the baby about you. And I'm like, oh, my God. And there are these grace notes in this episode of these just raw emotional moments that are so great. And this was one. Mm-hmm. So Alfred goes into the bedroom where Serena is sitting on the bed. And I said, oh, is this an unauthorized ceremony? It's an unauthorized ceremony. And this is something that I'm not going to describe in great detail because it was just bad. Like, it was bad for the characters, but I also thought it was bad. I liked the voiceover, but I was just like, oh, like, because this isn't even how this works. Like, it's orgasms that make you induce labor, and they're obviously not doing that. And the only thing of real value that I felt like we got out of this scene was Serena Joy responding to Offred, begging her to stop this. She doesn't even bother asking the commander, which I think is notable. Yeah. And she's just saying, and she's calling her Serena and not Mrs. Waterford. So this is like, this is June. This is not Offred. And Serena clamps down on her uh, wrist and pins her to the back. So it's horrible. You know, for whatever concerns we had last week about Serena Joy, you know, turning away from the dark side, I'm relieved, which is a weird reaction to have to this scene. I'm relieved that she is still straight up evil. But yeah. I just, you know, I just I don't know. Like you couldn't try the mango salad first. Yeah. You couldn't try the spicy tea. Like, why was this? And it's like, well, they clearly both wanted to punish her. That's And again, say, I mean, and we all know rape is about power. Rape is not about sex. Uh, rape is not even about inducing labor. There are other ways to do that. They both felt that Alfred should be punished for something that wasn't even her fault. And again, <laughs> it's the brutality of Gilead. And I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. So... This was genuinely the first time that I was like, oh, fuck. Is this is this torture porn? Yeah, I had um, the same thought, but about the sheep heads. 
<laughs> so I'm I'm gonna post this. I don't remember if I already have. I'll have to look back. But there's a great article that was written in the cut um, when the season first started, and it's called "The Relentless Torture of the Handmaid's Tale," and it kind of uh, it kind of really I think does a good job of parsing what I think a lot of people are feeling. Like, is it? You know, how how do we as feminists watch this show where women are beat up all the time? And it makes some salient points. The thing that I found that I take most out of it, though the point that it doesn't bring up is the one I always bring up is like nobody's wringing their hands about shows where men get tortured. And nobody is like, how are men feeling about watching other men get hurt? Do they, does it hurt them? It's like, no, nobody cares. I really miss Ramsey Bolton. Though. <laughs> but the, the point, the one point that it makes really well is, and I'm paraphrasing here, they're like, if... Handmaid's Tale is supposed to be a parable about what happens when we ignore, you know, onslaught of the patriarchy. Fine. Mm -hmm. But parables are intentionally short. So if you make something too long, it's going to cease to be educational or um, artistically important and then just crossover into it'll being just, gratuitous yeah, it'll and just be gratuitous. shitty and, and i agree hashtag three seasons and no more for the love of god here's my thought mm-hmm. about this scene i actually would not have objected to this as much like this stuff doesn't bother me mm-hmm. um i don't know if it's because i'm dead inside or what but it's like it genuinely like i watch on-screen rape and i'm like I can be very upset. The last on-screen rape that really fucked me up was Anna on Downton Abbey. Oh, God, that was horrible. And I fucking cried for a straight half hour. It was a mess. That's when I straight up stopped watching Downton Abbey. Uh, Good call. (laughs) Uh, As someone who podcasted about the whole fucking thing. But there needed to be more beats between Fred and Serena going into this. There needed to be... A clearer communication that this wasn't about inducing labor, that it was about punishing her. And I don't think that they earned it. I'm not sure. I feel like that point was communicated amply in the scene itself. So I don't feel like another scene of like, hey, I'm mad. You're mad. Maybe this will work. <laughs> I don't think that like would sanitize it feels for me. very disjointed to me. Like, <sighs> I don't know. I think that's for a... A storytelling perspective, not a like permissibility of like a scene like that perspective. I don't care or about, a palatability of that. I don't care about the palatability. I care about the palatability in the sense that, oh, good job, everybody. You just lost half your viewership. Yeah. Like, it doesn't bother me personally. Okay. Like, it's upsetting. I'm upset by it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if you want to put this in the show, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But make sure that the story around it justifies that being shown to me. Mm. Okay. Because even, I don't know, like even with, because the Jamie Cersei scene. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah it didn't bother. Again, it didn't bother me. I thought it was dumb that the creators were so insistent yeah. that it wasn't a rape when it was a rape. Yeah. I think it works as a rape. Yeah. Like, but anyway, it's just like, how, how can you as a creator, whether you're, you know, Benioff and Weiss or you're Bruce Miller or, uh, yeah, okay, same people. Cause I was going to talk about Ramsey Bolton and Sansa stuff as well, but it's like, how can you be so ignorant and not think these things through and not consider the fact that when one in what one in four women has been raped, mm. uh, we know what we're talking about. We know what this looks like. We know what it feels like. This is why this show should have a female showrunner. Like, yeah. And even this this episode is written by a woman, but certainly that doesn't make it any less easy to watch. Well, and I mean, um, look, the way that justified. in a writer's room, the writers are in there with the showrunner breaking the story. Right. And God. he's their boss. Yeah. You can't deny the fact that he is their boss. Yeah. And if this is something that he really wanted, and maybe all the women wanted it as well. We don't know. We don't know, but it just, I don't think they executed it well. Yeah. Can we move on? Almost. <laughs> No, this is. I'm not going to belabor it too long, but I'm just saying the point yeah. of the scenes in Game of Thrones is to, in my opinion, demonstrate the brutality of this world, and mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with this scene if it exists to 
exemplify the brutality of this world. I just don't think that these characters would go about doing it the way that they did it. Okay. I don't think it makes sense. Like, it seems like a huge risk. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, and I don't know all the ins and outs about, like, having sex late in a pregnancy. But, like, June keeps saying that sex is going to hurt the baby. And that's not true for most of your pregnancy. Like, and I know that she's saying that as, like, a defense mechanism. And, like, assuming that they don't know this. But it's just, like, you would think that in a society that's as obsessed with live birth as you say, everybody would be a fucking expert. Yeah. And they would be an expert from the years before Gilead when they were all desperately trying to procreate. Totally. I so agree. Anyway. I so agree. You want a hug? I'm good. Okay. You want a cookie? I mean, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bad news. I don't have any cookies, but we'll get you one later. What a cookie tease. (laughs) So the next scene. on the Facebook page had Eden, the picture of Eden giving Nick the cookies. It was like, my mom told me to put a little sea salt in these. That was, you won the internet, whoever Aww. that was. You're my favorite. Oh, So Nick's sticking around with his Zippo. And I'm like, of course you have a Zippo because you're so dark and alternative, Nick. I did think it was Serena Joy for a second. And I thought that would have been cool, but. Yeah. Yeah. Serena with a Zippo is so much cooler than Nick with a Zippo. Yeah. So Eden is in, Eden's in the kitchen with Rita. <laughs> And they're throwing away the spoils from the day. And Eden tells a bullshit anecdote about her dad taking out the trash. This just seems like some level one improv shit. Is she okay? <laughs> like, does she have a head injury? Uh, yeah, I like, don't Like, what is going get on? Because Rita's upset because it's such a waste. And as somebody whose parents raised her like it was the depression, yeah. I'm like, I know. Like, what are you, what are you going to yeah. do with all this shit? Yeah. So Eden goes out to take out the trash because she is the dad now. Um, And lo and behold, who's there? Rolf. I mean, sorry, Isaac. Babyface Isaac Guardian. I'm sorry. I keep giving everybody three names because I'm reading the N.K. Jemisin Broken Earth trilogy and everybody has three names. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway. Um, So she meets Isaac in the, in the garden and they have, they're serving the real, like, I'm going to kiss face. This is very like Dawson's Creek. Yeah. I'm kind of into it. Did this seem premeditated to you? Because it felt like he just was like waiting there. Yeah. He's like, well, she told me that her dad always took out the trash, but maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that was weird. I don't remember if he's still guarding the house or not, or if he just like took the long way home oh, right. and ended up there. Because I thought he was just the babysitter for when what Fred was gone. What is going on on this show? I sincerely do not know. They kiss. They kiss in a shadow. <laughs> I'm sorry we're singing so much this episode. Hashtag sorry not sorry. Hashtag get wet 2018. Hashtag chill not chill. <laughs> Nick sees. D- did he see? So that's the thing. Because the way that I read this, and again, part of this is because it's so dark. Eden's making out with this dude and she's like finally discovering like that she has sensory organs. And here's what I like too is I think that like in the TV and movie writers manual they're like how do you take a first kiss from 1 to 11 in 1 minute flat you kiss the neck baby it's textbook everybody <laughs> every time a virgin is getting kissed you go lip to neck there you go baby bang 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 print. That's also how Dracula got made. It's true. Uh, so yeah, it feels like Eden outs herself here. Oh man, been there because <laughs> is it the pantyhose? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, because we could barely see her in that shot. And so she runs out and runs up, and Nick sees her coming. He's like, "God damn it, I gotta change the locks." <laughs> so he goes back into his dorm, and she runs in and starts saying that she sinned against him and God, and forgive me, blah blah blah. And he's like, "I, it's fine. I don't care." And she's like. Why don't you care? And I got to hand it to Sydney Sweeney here. Oh. Because she is so upset and she's saying, you never kissed me. I'd never been kissed until just now. Look, I'm Ugh. ashamed to say that I started crying a little you during did. It's this okay. part. And she's saying, you never look at me. You never touch me. And then she just stops and Sydney Sweeney drops her own hammer and says, it's the handmaid, isn't it? Oh. And then it's just like kind of heartbreakingly adorable the way she says, you like her. I know. It's like that's as far as she can. And she know, like she's like accusing Nick of not loving her and all this stuff. But you like like her, don't yeah. you? 
I'm going to do this cootie catcher and we're going to get to the bottom of this. Oh, it's so um, sad. And and this you is, can the, This is where I wrote and I know I've been saying this for a while. Nick's going to die. Oh yeah. Like Nick can't live. Oh yeah, cuz he said I of course I'm not in love with the handmaid that's that would be suicide. suicide. Like, uh-oh. Series wrap for Max Max Minghella. I also like the part in this where Eden is thinking about the handmaid and she goes she wears short skirts and I wear t-shirts. She's your captain and I'm on the bleachers. And she holds up a little sign that says, are you okay? Um, been there, baby girl, been there. Really? Because I thought she said, hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend. Uh, another classic, <laughs> another classic. A plus crying from Sydney Sweden here. Yeah, A plus, really great job, Sydney. You do, you do a good job. Um, and we're just left to sit with that. The next scene. So June is lying in bed, and I thought she was still yeah. on like the commander in Serena's bed. I have a hard time saying Serena now. I know. I just say Serena. I know. So, and I th- I was like, where do they sleep? But yeah. then it turns out it's just her regular bed, and yeah. just Fred comes in as usual, Ugh. and he's got a surprise for her. And I'm like, is it your dick again? Because that was a really crappy surprise. He's got no good surprises. No, he says he says that she's gonna like it. And he, t- like, he takes her down, tells Nick to drive her wherever it is that they're going. Now, this is great. I just want to point out a small thing I noticed here is that Joseph Fiennes has to close the car door twice because I don't know if the seatbelt was in the door or what. But the first time he tries to close the door on her real definitively, it doesn't work. And he that, has to, like, reopen it and close it again. That feels like one of those, like, beautiful, like, kismet things that happens like yeah. when you're filming. Like, oh, get the one where oh, Joe shit. couldn't close the door. We, I, mentioned, I just saw an episode of Parks and Rec where Rob Lowe very obviously like trips and recovers <laughs> and everybody's kind of like are you all right he's like yeah hey, yeah fine literally fine uh, like he really has to do some improvising to oh to God. recover from that but um so he packs june into a car with mm-hmm. nick and i'm like okay so she bold face told you that this isn't your baby and you're sending <sighs> her off alone with nick for three hours and i mean it's obviously <sighs> that he's sending her to see hannah yeah like it was very telegraph from the show description. Yeah, yeah. So she's in the car with Nick and like Nick is like asking her what happened and she's and like she's like the patriarchy happened, yeah. Nick. <laughs> the patriarchy happened. Nick, I'm starting to believe that living in this house is torture porn. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so they drive, they drive and drive and they veer off the main road. They are on the main they veer off onto this other road. It's snow it's snowing really hard by the way. There's a lot of snow oh. everywhere. What? What? I'm just laughing at you. You cracked me up. Um, yeah, it's snowing real hard, real beautiful. Uh, and then get to this big, beautiful house. And I'm like, oh my God, is it Bradley Whitford? You know already because we bitched about it. There's no Bradley Whitford oh, here. You were like waiting for it to be get out part two. I know. He was like, hi, I'm Bradley Whitford. Get it out. Get out. Get it, it, out, get it, it out. out. I was in Studio oh 60 on the Sunset Strip. I'm just seeing Maggie Atts doing like the Dave Coulier and Full House thing where it's get it out. <laughs> yep. Oh, Maggie I would like to see that. Oh, You know, if like we ever interview Maggie Atts, it's going to be us trying to get her to say get it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, um. Could you explain that to me? I'm not sure that I... Uh, what's it called? Get it? Ah! Except she'd be like, I'm not going to say it. I know you want me to I say it. I listen to your podcast. I know what you want me to say. And I'm God, not going to say it. It'd be so I'm, embarrassing. I'm a bog witch. <laughs> I'm from Canada. So they go into this house. And I believe somebody says it's the commander's house. I, I have no idea. I... So there was a there was another guardian in there, and he says you have ten minutes, mm-hmm. and like all the furniture is covered in drop cloths, so mm-hmm. it's obviously not a house that's been inhabited. Mm-hmm. So June goes in, and there is Hannah. And <laughs> I was like, this whole time when we were waiting to see her, I was like, oh. And Kelly's like, what? They're just going to show Hannah. <laughs> She well, did not show so proper deference to well, it. This scene didn't work for me until the very end. Oh, God. So June gets in there and she's, you know, hugging Hannah and kissing her and stroking her hair. And Hannah kind of freaks out and runs behind her Martha. And yeah. turns out Hannah has a new name and it's Agnes, which, uh, uh, 
Look, that is not a good name. Now, did you have a second to find out the biblical relevance of that name? Oh, yeah. Agnes is not from the Bible. Agnes is an early Catholic saint who died in horrific fashion. I believe it is St. Agnes where they cut both of her breasts off before they killed her. So she's frequently shown in iconography holding a severed breast. Oh, dear. Listen, you know what else is dark and alternative? The Catholic Church. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Bitch, Um, I know you know that I know that I'm dark and alternative. uh, I just want to say, if you're watching Westworld, this is this scene is similar. Uh. Anyway, um, so anyway, so yeah, I knew this was going to go poorly. Uh, I couldn't even write any notes. Oh, except I wrote one joke. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Hannah in all caps, and then there's no notes, and then. When she asked, did it hurt? I wrote, when you fell from heaven? (laughs) Question mark. Because I was so wrecked by this scene. My Um, only joke is that after Hannah kind of runs behind the Martha and June is like, look again, the face acting here. Oh, mwah, mwah, mwah. The face acting, Elizabeth Moss. You are the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration. Yes. But she kind of just is quiet and doesn't say anything. And I was just like, so... So you working or? <laughs> yeah, but oh, this is when I really started crying when she so, starts talking to yeah, her. Because Hannah says, well, she asked, did it hurt when they hit you on the head? So she remembers back in the woods. Offred says, it was okay. I just, you know, I was asleep for a long time. And Hannah then goes straight for the jugular. Oof. And this is, I don't know. I felt like she was awfully direct for a child. Yeah. In the first part of this scene, I was like, have you ever met a child? Uh, Anyone who's written this? Because <laughs> it was like, at first I thought it was that she didn't remember her and they brainwashed her. Mm-hmm. And I almost would have preferred that. I know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a little surprised that that wasn't the I route mean, again, they went. We don't know what day it is. Yeah. So we have, you know, we know it's been at least nine months. Yeah. But the thing that I wanted to mention about Hannah was that uh oh the part that destroys me is that june keeps having to rebrand her story so Uh that she doesn't scare her yeah and it's very similar to when emily is dropping (gasps) oliver off at the airport it's like they're trying so hard to maintain composure even though they themselves are scared yeah because it's their responsibility not to scare the child when um the car wrecked at the very oh, beginning, yeah. and she said, "Did the car go boom?" Yeah. I think about that all the time. Oh my god, I it think about that all me. the time. I'm destroyed by that kind of tr- play acting within acting. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Louise, that's really great. So Hannah says a bunch of really upsetting things, like "I have new." It's a, she says, "It's okay. I have new parents now, okay. and I am always broken by a child who has to do emotional labor for their parents." Um, I started watching Queen Sugar. I forget if I mentioned it on this podcast, but there's a child on that show who has to do all of this emotional labor and Mm -hmm. it breaks my heart Mm -hmm. so much. And June's trying to find out, you know, and like, it's amazing because June is just like, she's just trying again as she's asking all these things to not scare her and and make her feel safe in this Mm -hmm. 10 minute window that she has. And she's like, oh, you know, do you like your new parents? Are they nice? Do they punish you? You know, do they hit you? And then Martha chimes in. She's, well, because Hannah says, only when I'm bad. And then Martha says, two times. It happened two times. So this is a good Martha. I feel good about this Martha. Me too. Okay. Oh, no. Now I'm upset oh, no. because this is, this is when it got me. Because oh, she says, babe. you're having another baby. And June says, yeah, yeah, I am. And Hannah says, but you don't get to keep it. <laughs> so, like, she's picked up enough on what's going on to know that the ladies in the red dresses don't keep their babies. Uh, and, you know, so I also stopped taking notes here. So, because this is uh, where it got really insane because then, you know, the guard, the other guardian, the non-Nick, well, Nick's not even a guardian. He's an eye and a driver. I don't, okay, anyway, I don't have time for this, Nick. Um, uh, he's like, we gotta go now. And then just, you know, again, June just like drags this out because she like insists on hugging Hannah like 47 times. But, um, you know, as as she's hugging her in like the foyer, she's like, listen to your new parents. You know, daddy and I. Oh, my God. This is when we both lost it. We both lost it because she says, I want you to promise me you'll enjoy your life. (sighs) 
And I mean, and it's just, oh. Like, it is straight up 1036 at night. I kind of want to call my mom and be like, I'm sorry. I love you. I don't, I love you so much. Uh, it's much later than this in Ohio. So I don't feel that way. But yeah, very emotional. They wanna- take Hannah out to the car and then June runs after her and she comes back and she hugs her oh, again. God. And then finally, because the whole time that this is going on, I'm like, get in the car. They're going to shoot all of you. Like, yeah. I don't know who's coming or why yeah. they only have 10 minutes or what the fuck is going on. But I'm like, the stakes are so high. It's not just all flesh. Oh, where you can be fucking bantering <laughs> with your friends. Yeah. And so the Martha gets Hannah in the car and the guardian drives them away. And June is just beside herself out in the snow. And then Nick is like, we have to get inside right now. And I'm like, okay, like it's, it all happened really fast. But he hustles her inside. He gets her inside. She hides again next to a window. Bitch, what is the matter with you? Learn how to hide. Stay away from windows. Uh, They're clear. (laughs) The thing about windows, they're see-through. You know about clear. (laughs) Anyway, so we get her POV, though, through the window of these two guardians, like, being like, hey, what, what are you doing here? And Nick being like, what? Nothing. Like, mm-hmm. just practice, just band practice. <laughs> and then they shoot him <sighs> in the leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they shot him in the leg. Yeah. They get him in their car. They're like, take his keys. So they drive away. June is stuck in this empty mansion. Granted, gorgeous. The rug game on point. <laughs> Look, if you have to give birth on a rug, those are nice rugs to give birth yeah. on. And of course, I said as soon as like Nick got into trouble with these guys, I was like, oh, she's going into labor. Also, Nick's going to die. Oh, yeah. He's definitely going to die. Doubtless. Nick doesn't make it out of this season. So she goes into labor, into real labor, and then she wanders outside into the freezing snow I guess in shock. I don't know. I've been in shock before. You don't really know what's going on. We end on her just beside herself again in the snow. And then I thought the credit song was so weird because it was gray skies are gonna clear up. Put on a happy face. (laughs) You got me. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, There's no song. Uh, Take off the gloomy mask of tragedy. Though I will say in your neighborhood outside of your house, a real child screamed and you craned your ear towards the TV like, is is Hannah screaming? And then you go, no, it's just a real child. (laughs) And investigated no further. Well, I know that child is with its real family. Okay. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, boy. Shit is getting real, real. We have, what, three more episodes yeah, left? Yeah, three more episodes. Three more episodes for Whitford Watch. Whitford Watch continues. Make with the Whitford. Um, you know, you can stop the mounting horror. Oh, they're not gonna. Like, we get it. Oh, they're we not gonna take your note. Get it. Like, because I was fine with the ceremony scene with Emily at the beginning. Yeah, because that there makes was... sense. She was doing her job. Yeah. The job that is not a good job mm-hmm. where you leave your body and all that great stuff. Yeah. And like raping a pregnant handmaid. Yeah. <gasps> what? What? I wonder if that's Fred and Serena in the pool. Bitch, I've been saying this from day one. That's Bitch, Fred and Serena in the gonna pool. Drop. I didn't think they were going to kill them. Okay. <laughs> Look, I've let Joseph the record Fine reflect. Either redheads. has an Oscar or was nominated for an Oscar. Oof. That that no one is safe. I don't know <laughs> what you're thinking. I mean, the Oscar does not save you. I don't know. Look, but yeah, Jeez. I would really like to see them be punished for raping a pregnant handmaid. Because remember, did they do it? Yeah, it was in. It was the um, participation in season one. That was the thing. Was that that guardian had raped a pregnant handmaid and she lost the baby? Right. Mm-hmm. Like. Oh. Baby, but I think she is going to be like Aunt Lydia. Uh, I don't know what the picture book says, but I'm pretty sure this was wrong. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, like I said, I have thought that that was them from the beginning. So, and my other thought is that Fred does know that Nick is the father, and he set all this up. Oh, I and think sent this is a good the one. extra guardians to take him out. I think that's an excellent theory. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. 
We will see. Woof. And can I just have an anti-recommendation? I would not recommend this Chanel mascara that I'm wearing because it when I was crying it bled into directly into my eyeballs and hurt my eyes very much ah. however I would recommend Kat Von D's tattoo liquid eyeliner because for the most part my eyeliner is intact and I've been wearing it all day and I cried a lot so you know just take that what you will thank you shout out to our one listener who also listens to glowing up <laughs> who I found on their Facebook page you the real one though I can't remember what your name is we got three more episodes strap in Take Strap care. on yeah. at goodvibes.com <laughs> slash red. And as always, no lite te bastardes carborundorum. Dum da dum da dum 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 dum